tap into your most original thinking, organize your ideas, and create the opportunities to launch your creative work. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, everyone. We've invited a guest back, John David Mann. He's back today with his co-author and better half, Anna Gabriel Mann. John David, Anna Gabriel, glad to have you. I'm honored. That's exciting. <laughs> so glad to be here. Kirsten, clearly our podcast talks about work-life balance a lot, but we focus a lot of times on the results at work. Isn't it good to bring in the other side of life as well? Oh, it is so good to bring in the other side of work because this is really what people want to understand. How do you have success, marriage, a life fulfilled purpose goes now beyond just achieving a financial success or particular position. It's actually, they look to keep their marriages intact, have happy relationships with their family. These are not things we talked about 20 years ago. Yes, that's the subject of today's show. And John David Mann, of course, is the co-author of Go-Giver, and now with his wife, Anna, the Go-Giver Marriage is the name of the book. It's so exciting to think about marriage in the Go-Giver light. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. It's exciting for us, too. We've been dreaming about this book for years and years. Um, in fact, really, it was The Go-Giver, the original book, came out 15 years ago. And it was three years before that, in 2005, that the first rough draft, very rough draft of that book slid out of my desktop printer. And Anna was the first reader because she's the first reader of all my books. My first and best and most insightful reader in the sense that she gives me the, the critical eye I need. She knows when things really work and when things aren't quite there yet and need adjustments. So she's the person, I go, my go-to resource for making books better. She read the book and said, this is fantastic. And it would make a great book about marriage. Um, and this is her deal. This is her thing, her passion. Anna is a, a licensed, she's a, a family therapist. She's a, a clinical psychologist. This is her professional path since the day she walked out of grad school. For us to be able to bring this to the world has just been incredibly thrilling. A go-giver approach to marriage. Yeah. Over and, to you, sweetheart. The <laughs> title on the little story about five secrets to lasting love. Again, the framework of a parable, a story, that's probably a combination of a lot of your experiences in counseling and therapy, isn't it? It absolutely is. And in fact, there's a character in the book called The Professor who actually uh, closes her practice as a family therapist and starts coaching individuals in the marriage because she feels the way I do, which is that giving people skills to shift the tone of their marriage and to shift how they're bringing themselves to their marriage is sometimes more powerful than spending months in a therapy room trying to divide the argument down the middle and help everybody to make changes that each person obviously needs to make. And so we all arrive at a marriage with a lot of suitcases and miraculously when the honeymoon's over, over, they start unpacking and all our material, all our history comes with us, not to mention the slings and arrows that life throws at us, but you could have a child with special needs, like the two main characters in the story. You could have all kinds of things that suddenly 
put your marriage on the back burner and now you've got a crisis on the front burner. And those are the things that happen to people. And we consider this as much a business book as a personal growth book, simply because every corporation in America and every entrepreneur in America, as Kirsten said earlier, wants to have a healthy relationship, wants to go home to a marriage that's working, wants to have a family that's whole and that's happy. HR departments all over the world are clawing to have workshops that bring value to their employees. And so a question that I have, Anna, and I'm really grateful that we're speaking to this because there is somewhat of a shift coming out of the clinical psychology, if you will, more into a developmental practical application. And I know a lot of my clients, they're in therapy, but they're trying to understand how do I change my behavior real time in the moment So we're not continuing to cause more damage being dumped, but they don't know how to stop the brakes when it starts coming out of their mouth, the behavior. And I I think that's what I hear you speaking to. How do you two in your marriage and ultimately the book really navigate those real-time moments? Mark always talks about action in the moment. It's great to, to talk about it, but how do we apply it? It's a, it's a great question because people get emotional. They get triggered. They have those moments where, you Wait, know, are you talking about me? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> some people, nobody here, but some people we've heard about. Yeah. Some people we've heard about. And the hard part is that sometimes the words are out of your mouth before you catch them. And then the only thing you can do is say, I'm sorry, that was not appropriate. And when you do that, even that, when you're in the middle of any kind of conflict with your spouse and you make any gesture to fix something in that moment, besides trying to fix them, (laughs) you are doing reparative action. And reparative action is just as powerful as the kinds of things that we're suggesting for the secrets, because you're going to have moments where you slip. You're going to have moments where you put your hands on your hips and say things like, I did the dishes three times this week. What have you done? And those are scorecard moments. And we really believe that one of the core elements of the book that we feel strongly about is learning to drop the scorecard. Mm. And like the original go-giver, what we're really interested in helping people to understand is that you got into this marriage for better or for worse. And there's going to be days that it feels like worse. But if you're adding value to your spouse's life by acts of generosity, you're going to be really bringing something that they're not accustomed to and that they, they aren't expecting from you. And there's so many ways you can do it. So for me, it's a really, not just a toolbox, it's a really seriously practical toolbox based on developmental theory. What did you need as an infant? What did you need as a child and adolescent and now an adult? Because believe it or not, the spectrum continues. Everything you needed as a baby, you still need as an adult. And that's why we break out into those baby behaviors where we're like, wah, taking it out on our spouse. (laughs) John, what are your thoughts on that? I want to piggyback on that to say, I love this, the question, the way you phrased it, Kirsten is, yeah, theory is great, but what do I do? (laughs) And that's the reason that we wrote the book in the form that we did. The book is structured, for those of you who haven't read, the book is structured in two halves. And the first half is called The Parable. And it's the story. It's the kind of thing you expect if you've read another Go-Giver book. And the second half is called The Practice. And the first half was was primarily my job. And the second half is really Anna's work. So you get 
us in the book, the storytelling side and the, and the practical, how do you make this work in your life? And it, it's this thing, it's this interesting dynamic where one way, the way you change your behaviors is by changing your mindset. And we talk about the mindset of lasting love. But interestingly, one, one doorway to changing your mindset is through behaviors. It goes both ways. So the five secrets that are emblazoned on the cover of the book and that Anna mentioned are simple, practical, daily actions. They're not some big, dramatic life shifts. They're not some titanic change you have to make in your entire... They're simple, daily actions that when you simply practice them, even if you practice them awkwardly or poorly, (laughs) that's okay. They will shift your mindset. They will shift the way you bring yourself to the marriage. And by doing that, they will shift the dynamic of the whole marriage. One of the beautiful things about the, for us, about the book and about the approach, Anna mentioned that the professor in the book shifted from her practice of dealing with couples in therapy to dealing with coaching individuals, which is exactly what Anna did. What do you know? Um, The beauty (laughs) of that is that, yeah, our philosophy and our approach in the book is the way you change a marriage is by working on yourself. The way that you shift the marriage isn't by working on the marriage per se, it's by working on you. And when you do that, you change the marriage, you shift the marriage. It's so interesting you say that because we, we were talking before we came on, John, about our listeners being these entrepreneurs, they might be on boards, they're middle managers trying to move up the corporate ladder, or even at nonprofits. And to say in a marriage, look, I'm really busy. I'm trying to grow a company. I'm trying to change the world over here. <laughs> I don't have time to think about this. I just, I need you to understand where I'm at in my uh, career development, but this is where the go-giver approach comes in, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. And what's remarkable about it is that you can, with every secret, you could complete the secret in three to four minutes a day. Honest to goodness, you could take just one secret this week and practice that one secret three times a day. And you'd be shocked at the difference that would, the change that would happen in the marriage, because when people get the, the very things that they need developmentally, they, it, it's just, there's some sort of magic to it. And I've had clients because this is the kind of homework that I used to give clients. And I've had clients that would say, I didn't realize it could be that easy. I really just, I've found three ways every day to practice this one thing and it made such a difference. And so people need emotional food in a marriage, but it's hard to understand what it looks like because you look at the commercial holidays and whether it's Christmas or Valentine's day or whatever, you're supposed to jump out there and you're supposed to get her diamonds and roses and all kinds of so-called gifts. Those gifts are really meaningless in the end. They really don't build the marriage. They're lovely. And she might feel very emotional and flattered in the moment, but it's not the kind of food that each one of us needs. And women, as well as men, need the kind of nourishment that these secrets bring. I love that. I'm in a working group right now. As we were joking around, I'm in the dating field trying to figure this out. <laughs> and over yes. post 50. So we're in a working group with men and women. 
And I, I just remember when a male in the group said, I have sacred wounds too. And I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, you do? <laughs> I just thought I had them. But and one of the words you used was generosity. You brought that into the conversation early on. I'd be curious to know a couple of things. One, how long have you been married? Just to give the audience some context. But yes. when did you apply this straight out the gate? Has it been an evolution? This is also experience. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll jump in into that if I may. Yeah, go for it. And say a couple of different things. The first is, uh, about generosity, and I'll, I'll get to the, the personal, how long we've we been married in a sec, but let me first say, here's a mindset shift. And you know, when you singled out the word generosity, for years, we've been together for about 25 years. Um, we, we, we were together about 10 years before we got married, and now we've been a married couple for going on 15. So that's our context. Um, I've been married before. And so I came at this with both the trepidation of battle scars <laughs> in the same way that, that I came to my most successful business after a business that failed. It's good to have, I think, some failure in your background. It builds character and gives you wariness that allows you to find true success. <laughs> and that was true for me in marriage. There is a shift in mindset that has to do with generosity. For years, people asked us, what is your secret sauce? Why are you guys so in love? Why are you guys, after 10 years, still act like you're newlyweds? And we've been through stresses. We've been through catastrophes and difficult times. It, we don't live a fairy tale life. We do live in the real world. And still, those stresses and difficult times, rather than making us bitter, we seem to come through them just being more in love and crazy about each other than ever. And so our friends would say, what is it with you guys? And we think what it is, we both come to our relationship with that spirit of generosity. And here's how that works. It's really easy, like Mark, in the situation you described, an entrepreneur says, I'm I've got this pressure going on. I'm trying to create this company. I don't have time to think about your whatever issue you're dealing with. We tend to default to a position of zero-sum game, where we think that if I give you this, then I won't have it. If I give you my cord of wood. Now I won't have that cord of wood. You have it. If I give you five gold coins, now I'm five cold gold coins out. If I give you 15 minutes of my time, oh, I've lost something. But in human interaction, that doesn't work that way. It's like when I give you something, <laughs> uh, it enriches me as well as you. It's not a zero-sum game. It's one of those rising tides that floats both boats. <laughs> and that's the spirit of generosity. If I give you a little time, I give you a little care. If I put your interest first for a moment here, instead of thinking about what I need right now, it, it doesn't make me poorer. It makes me richer because it builds us. It builds the marriage. It builds the relationship, not just you or me. And I've said enough. Anna, you should take it from there. I've Maybe to build on I know you more. I mean, there's a great quote on your website and from the book that says to say love is what makes a marriage work is like saying it takes oxygen to climb a mountain. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oxygen is necessary, but not sufficient. I, I think you're describing these things that are above. I told you I loved you. What more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Right. What else you need? And men and women have very different interactional styles. And that's one of the things we address in the book as well, because 
I think there are plenty of men in the world who might think, oh, I, I told you I love you. What else do you want? That's a great line. I've heard um, that one. <laughs> but I also think it's very amazing that this man in this group that, that you were speaking of said he had sacred wounds, because I believe we all have sacred wounds. Every one of us, when I said we arrive at a marriage with a lot of suitcases, everybody comes into a marriage and there are wounds and some of them are deep. You might've had a father who was punitive and who dismissed you and who criticized you. And guess what? You're probably going to marry somebody who's at times punitive, dismisses you, and at times criticizes you. And criticism is the very opposite of the secret that I'm going to talk about. Because honestly, if you're in the pattern of criticizing all the time, it's a pattern that gets really ingrained. It's like a loop in your brain and you're looking for reasons to criticize your spouse. And it's a really destructive habit, but it's a habit. So what we're suggesting is change the habit, change the groove, because it's just as easy to program a positive habit as it is to program a negative one. It's what you focus on. And again, it's that whole idea of if you want to expand your life, then practice some gratitude. If you want to shift the whole tone of your business and your entrepreneurial adventure, then get clear that you need to learn and study and maybe take on some new habits. This is what we're suggesting. And in years now of coaching and, and our experience directly with clients, it really works. It's really powerful. That's terrific. Listeners in the background, John and Anna both have a tree in a green field. And what's the significance of the tree? Tell us the story behind that. The tree in the parable, the first half of the book, there is a story. It's a story about a young couple named Tom and Tess. And it opens with Tom in the most important business interview of his life and Tess struggling with the challenges in her life. They have a child with special needs and she's going through various struggles as well. So they both have their individual journeys. But in the course of this story, someone tells another story. It's a story within a story. It's like a fable within the parable. And we think of it as like the candy center at the middle of the Tootsie Roll or something. And the story <laughs> is about a young man and a princess who live in this little house not a rich princess. It's like they have to work for a living. The man goes out and builds roads and bridges every day. And the princess goes to her living room and paints pictures and sells them. So they thereby make a little living for themselves. And out front, there's this little tree that begins to grow. And I don't want to say too much about the tree, except mm -hmm. that it represents, on several, some level, it represents the us-ness of the two people. There's this lovely diagram in the back of the book, which Anna drew, which is this circle, which is the one person, and another circle, which is the other person, and their overlap. And that little overlap section is each circle is still a whole person, as we are each whole people. You don't give yourself up when you relate to another. But there's an overlap, which we think of as the us. And it's like a third life in your home. It's like a third person. It's an entity unto itself. It needs to be nourished needs to be fed. And the tree is the us. It needs to be, to be fed, watered, cared for, and it's never stationary. It's always either growing or it's under threat. So you're either every day feeding the us or you're starving the us. And the habits we talk about, the secrets we talk about are all about feeding the us. So good. And we'd love to talk about the business side uh, here too. We've been talking about the personal relationships, but let's talk a bit about the business. And Anna, you've developed an entire training program. 
around this go-giver marriage concept. Uh, how is that going for you? And how did you decide to really build a business offering, not just write a book? I feel like this is such an important book in terms of the skill sets and people all over the world need it. In fact, we got a, a Goodreads person who went on Twitter talking about this book because she had read it as a pre-ordered book that was offered to Goodreads to get reviews and to get people to know about the book. And she was very upfront that she doesn't normally love parables, but that this book just blew her mind and that she loved it and that it was just hit every note for her. And I think that, and she also, it's not mm. just for marriages, it's, it's for people. And that's actually one of our core principles for the book is that it applies to everything and everybody. It, it's going to make a marriage hundred percent richer, but practice the same secrets on your coworkers and you'll be everybody's favorite person at work. It's that powerful. In terms of the business side of it, yes, we've created a coach's training program because we'd like to duplicate coaches and have lots of them out there so that people have someone to bounce it off. When you're practicing the secrets and you're having those moments that we mentioned earlier where you blew it, you need somebody that you can bounce off of to get clearer on what you're doing and to be able to really put the secrets into place. At the same time, we're doing workshops for eight to 30 people. And those are group coaching, group training moments where we go into depth with all five of the secrets. They're great for book clubs, but they're also great for just groups that want to get together. What's really incredible about them is once we really go through the training portion, they're like two hours long on a Zoom event. And when we get through the training portion, it gives people a whole hour to just ask our moderator all kinds of questions on the chat and get those answered. And so it really turns into a very rich discussion and it gives people a real opportunity to say, Hey, anonymously, this is what's going on in my marriage. And I would love to, I'd love to figure this out. What do you think? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm excited. Sign me up. I'm coming. (laughs) And because I'm a firm believer in, I want to know what I'm bringing to the table. So I have a high chance of getting it right when the opportunity comes. You can contact us on our website, and that's where we'll put all of our programs, all of our information, and the site is gogivermarriage.com. That's great. Yes, and can and you will. And I I really want you to know, 50 is really young. I know, I'm having fun with it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Have fun with it. It's There's amazing men out there, and I just want to say there's amazing men, there's amazing women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. It's incredible, the field, but it's hard to meet people. But when you have a different skill set and you understand the dynamics of what makes people tick, it it changes your perspective and it changes your abilities. It changes your skills. At the same time, when you said you're good at blowing it up, I think that is a moment when somebody tells me they're good at blowing it up. Sometimes I really want to encourage them to do individual coaching, even for four or five sessions, because It doesn't take 10 years of therapy to get to some of your early wounds and understand how you get triggered in them because they all, and we all have these places where we're insecure. Self-esteem, we have another line in the book. Self-esteem is as delicate as a flower. That inner child who's wounded is still with all of us and still needs time and attention. And yeah, that's stuff that if you can get clear on it, it can be unwound. Mm -hmm. Exciting. We can't thank you two enough for being on the program. It's been a fantastic discussion. Thank you so much. Uh, I love being here. This this is the greatest little discussion chamber that it's so appreciated. Uh, Thank you. 
listeners, our guest has been John David Mann and Anna Gabriel Mann. They are the co-authors of The Go-Giver Marriage. And it's the latest in the series or franchise, I guess I can call it, of the go-giver principle, the go-giver influencer, go-giver leader. You've touched on sales. You have an educator book. So this principle of go and giving, that it's not 50-50, it's 100, 100. Let's give in order to receive better. So we thank you so much. And Kirsten, it's been such a good conversation. We just continue to expand this idea of what it means to be living and working to your full potential. Yes, it is. And I'm excited to see what these five secrets are. And I really encourage listeners to go check it out because I have a feeling there's going to be some juiciness in these five secrets. Yes. And just like a good secret, you notice we didn't list them all on the podcast. You have to go find them, people. That's why they're called secrets. Where's my cheese? <laughs> had to throw that in there somewhere. There you go. Well, uh, go to the website, gogivermarriage.com. We're going to pick up the book. We're going to join the program and uh, we'll learn more about it. For Kirsten Goldie, I'm Mark Stinson. We'll see you next time. Unlocking your world of creativity with best-selling author and brand innovator, Mark Stinson. This program was produced by BSB Media, creators of IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Unlocking Your World of Creativity, and ThePeaceRoom.Love. Are you an author who's tired of the long waits and low royalties? Exact Rush is here to change the game. We specialize in publishing with precision, and we get your book to market in just three to six months, not years. But we're not just about books. We also support your photography, web design, and content creation needs. Our focus ranges from spirituality to pop culture, and we're excited about our diverse lineup of upcoming releases. So if you're ready to keep more of your hard-earned money and get published faster, Exact Rush is your ticket. Visit exactrush.com and turn your creative dream into a profitable reality today.